Hey guys, what's up? My name's Ines. I write kissing books. And today I'm having a bit of a breakdown because things are looking strange in the mirror dimension. Let me break it down for you. In my quest to conquer the five-part finale, I'm taking on saying Benedict Cumberbatch. Ha! I did it. Today, I'm doing a deep dive on the film Doctor Strange. It has a bit of a love story, though, like most Marvel movies, it's a hero's journey, where by definition, the hero ends up alone at the end so that he can go on another journey. There's barely a kiss, but it tickled my romance bone enough to hold my attention all the way to the end. So let's dive in. The film introduces the audience to the character of Doctor Strange, a brilliant but arrogant neurosurgeon who, after a devastating car accident that ruins his hands, embarks on a journey to rehabilitate himself and regain his life as a world-renowned doctor. After Western medicine has failed him, he turns east. His quest leads him to Comertage, a mystical place where he learns about the hidden world of magic and alternative dimensions. You'll notice it has the mirror dimension, mirror moment anyone, and the dark dimension. Any relations to the dark moment perhaps? Before things get strange, let's recap the components of the five-part finale. Part one, the hero gathers his team, comes up with a plan to storm the castle and free the princess or whatever the reward they're after that's trapped in the high tower of the castle. Part two, the plan begins. The wall of the castle is broached. The heroes enter the bad guy's fort. All is going according to plan until number three, finally reaching the tower where the princess reward is being kept. The hero finds, dun, 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 she or it's not there. And not only that, it's a trap. It looks like the bad guy is one, which brings us to part four. The hero now has to come up with a new plan, and it's all part and parcel of the overall transformation of the hero and his need to dig down deep to find that last ounce of strength to win the day. Which brings us to the end of the five steps. Thinking on the fly and discovering his best self, the hero executes the new plan and wins. The princess is freed. The friends are avenged. The bad guy is sent back to wherever bad guys go when they are defeated. And the hero has triumphed, only to be left alone before the credits roll, if it's a hero's journey. So how does this all play out in Doctor Strange? Well, let's follow the cat to get to the end of this journey. Number one, the opening image. The film opens with a scene showing the ancient one battling Caecilius, her misguided former student, and his followers in the mirror dimension. This scene sets the tone for the film's mystical and magical elements. In themes stated, Dr. Stephen Strange, a successful but arrogant neurosurgeon, dismisses a colleague's suggestion to help others in less lucrative ways. The theme of humility and the limits of scientific knowledge are introduced, as is the notion that Dr. Strange does not like to fail. In the setup, we see Strange's skill as a surgeon and his ego-driven life. We're also introduced to the not-love interest, Christine, who is his perfect foil and would easily be a great sunshine to his grumpy. Or the beauty who makes the alpha yield. Except, I'll spoil it now and say, this grump won't shine. For the catalyst, the scene of Strange's success is promptly followed by his car accident, which severely damages his hands and upends his life as a surgeon. 
The car crash is the catalyst that destroys Strange's career, prompting him to seek unconventional means to heal himself. For the debate, Strange spends all his resources on experimental surgeries to no avail. He then learns about Jonathan Pangborn, a paraplegic who mysteriously regained his ability to walk. Pangborn points him eastward, where we break into two when Strange travels to Comertage and meets the Ancient One. He enters the world of magic and mysticism, a stark contrast to his previous life grounded in science and materialism. The B story, which would have been the love story if this truly was one, involves Strange's relationship with the Ancient One in Mordo and his training in the mystic arts. Because Strange is an alpha, the best in his career, he quickly excels in the mystic arts and begins outperforming everyone around him. It's all fun and games as Strange is training in the mystic arts learning to open portals, manipulate time, and his own struggles with skepticism make up the fun and game section. The midpoint is a false victory where Strange, though still in training, successfully reads from the book of Cagliostro and uses the eye of Agamotto, which manipulates time. It shows his potential, but also his recklessness. The bad guys close in when Caecilius attacks the New York Sanctum, leading to Strange defending it. The threat posed by Caecilius and his plan to bring the dark dimension to Earth comes to light. All is lost when the Ancient One is mortally wounded during a battle with Caecilius, and Strange feels lost without his mentor. This is the whiff of death moment in the story. It's also my favorite line of the film with the Ancient One when she says the biggest lesson that Strange has failed to learn is, it's not about you, boo. For the dark night of the soul, Strange, feeling defeated and uncertain, must decide whether to uphold the Ancient One's teaching or abandon his new responsibilities. He has the power to heal his hands and return to his life. But a greater harm would be done if Caecilius and the Dormammu of the Dark Dimension take over Earth. Strange breaks into three armed with a deeper understanding of his role and perhaps realizing it's not about him. Strange decides to confront Caecilius and Dormammu to save the world. For the finale, Strange uses his newfound knowledge and skills to battle Caecilius in Hong Kong and confront Dormammu in the Dark Dimension, employing a clever time loop to defeat him. So let's break down the finale into its five parts. We start with gathering the team. Remember, this is where the protagonist prepares for the battle, often assembling allies or resources. With the London and New York sanctuaries having fallen, Strange aligns with his allies, Mordo and Wong, to protect the final sanctuary in Hong Kong. Step two, executing the plan. This is where the protagonists put their plan into action, often leading to an initial success. Strange's plan involves defending the Hong Kong sanctum from Caecilius and his zealots, but he arrives to find the sanctum destroyed and time running out. Here, he uses the eye of Agamotto to reverse time and resurrect the sanctum, initiating a battle with Caecilius in the process. This is the execution of Strange's plan to stop the imminent threat. Which brings us to the high tower surprise, that unexpected twist that makes the situation worse or more complicated. 
The twist comes when Caecilius and his followers break free from the time manipulation and continue their attack, overpowering Strange and his allies. The situation escalates further when Dormammu begins to merge the dark dimension with Earth, indicating that Strange's plan is failing. Now he'll have to dig down deep. This is when the protagonist musters inner strength or realizes a key insight to address the challenge. Realizing that conventional fighting won't suffice, Strange decides to confront Dormammu directly in the dark dimension. His key insight is using the time loop as a weapon against the timeless Dormammu, showcasing that Strange has grown from a self-centered surgeon to a selfless hero. Now it's time for him to execute the new plan. This is where, armed with new strength or insight, the protagonist executes a revised strategy. Strange traps Dormammu in a time loop, forcing him to relive the same moment repeatedly. This clever use of the Eye of Agamotto and his newfound understanding of time and sacrifice compels Dormammu to agree to leave Earth and take Caecilius with him. Strange's new plan hinges not on overpowering the enemy, but on outsmarting him, demonstrating his transformation and his strategic acumen. Which brings us to the final image. The film ends with Strange, now the protector of the New York Sanctum, fully embracing his role as a sorcerer, a stark contrast to the arrogant surgeon seen at the beginning of the film. One of my favorite components of the Save the Cat method is its scientific nature of the thesis of Act 1, the antithesis of Act 2, and the synthesis of Act 3. Doctor Strange opens with the thesis that knowledge will keep Strange safe and on top of the game. In Act 2, this is disproven with the antithesis in the new world of Comertage that all the things he doesn't know about the multiverse and mystical world could kill him. It's brought together into synthesis when Strange uses his fear of failure in Act 3 to his advantage by continually losing to Dormammu, which is how Strange frees himself and everyone on Earth. I also want to note that Strange keeps the broken watch that Christine gave him even though he's lost her, as per the rules of the hero's journey, which, when followed strictly, is not a friend of romance. <laughs> Guys, there's three more marvelous breakdowns to go. Up next is Black Panther. Finally, a heroine's journey where love will triumph. So if you haven't watched it in a while, or if you've never seen it, be sure and pop some popcorn and see it before the next episode. If you want a more in-depth exploration of pacing, try out my Patreon and Pacing course, How to Write a Binge-Worthy Novel in 21 Days at anesswrites.com forward slash PTP for Patreon and Pacing. You can also read more breakdowns and chat with others on my free Substack at anesswrites.substack.com. In the meantime, you go get them words and I'll try to keep it together until the next time that we break it down. I'll see you then. Bye. Bye.